Today we have, all the way from Australia, Amir Leiza, the bearded baker. I'm so excited and proud to be on your show. Amir, thank you. I'm excited and proud that you're on our show. Let's tell people about the bearded bakers. What's really fantastic is you all come from very different backgrounds mainly creatives and hospitality and I mean design you're an architect yourself essentially the bearded bakers is um is a creative agency that I guess has a passion for food people um hospitality and as you mentioned my background is architecture so I guess you know Kanafi bakery I guess the best way to describe it, it it's a marriage of of two worlds you know um, our love of food and people and, you know, our passion for architecture. And I guess the whole idea of transforming shipping containers into bakeries and obviously, you know, serving, you know, mum's beautiful canafe is, is the best representation of those two worlds coming together. Those two worlds coming together like this has created a phenomena which is impressive. You are putting forward quite an interesting design and it's it's impressive when you see how these shipping containers get built up and mounted and dismounted whenever you travel across the world and you've been doing a lot of traveling and the the simplicity of that fantastic knefe you do well how how did the idea start how how did you combine those two worlds and, and those two passions you have and as a group of people you have into this like really innovative approach to to food and to Palestinian food specifically. You know, Fadi, sometimes life is a is a series of stepping stones. And um what I mean by that is you know, my brother and I, I guess, we fell into the hospitality game from a young age and, you know, like a, a lot of immigrant families, we didn't come from a, a well off family or anything like that. So as soon as we were old enough to kind of work, actually before we even legally allowed um, at the age of 13, my brother Jawad and I, we started scrubbing dishes in cafes, just, heck, just as a, as a you know, part-time job. And things kind of quickly progressed from there. Um, we worked in kitchens for a few years and then we had an opportunity to work as a server, like as a waiter, front house. And then I think it was at that point where we realized, um, you know, interacting with, with customers was, was a passion of ours. And what I mean by that is, you know, coming from, you know, a Middle Eastern family, hospitality wasn't really a job it was kind of who we were and i think from there um we started you know running little cafes and restaurants you know before and after school and you uh, went on to high school and i oh, graduated from high school and joey went on to do real estate and and i wanted to do architecture but even throughout our schooling years and um and uni university days we kind of stayed in a hospitality game so we'd study during the day and, and run restaurants at night and we did that for many years and then we got to a stage where um obviously we graduated from our degrees and started practicing in our field and then we kind of um spent that much time in a hospitality game we thought you know what we could do this for ourselves you know and so we thought we had all this hospitality experience and we thought you know what we could do this on our own and so we started we took an, an opportunity um and you know bought an old rundown cafe and kind of kind of things progressed you know, from there. And um, I think um, hospitality was always a big part of our life. And I kind of had given up, I guess, practicing architecture in a professional sense. And I guess, you know, our, our businesses became my creative outlet. 
And I think that's where kind of things kind of um, started to make sense for me because a lot of people, you know, especially my mum would say, you know, you spent six years studying and, you know, and you're not even practicing as an architect. But what a lot of people didn't realize, I, I was practicing architecture. I was just expressing it in a different way from, I guess, designing our cafes, to constructing menus, events and functions and constructing dishes and, you know, playing around with flavors and textures. There's always that. For me, there was that outlet. And I think I, I found my niche of architecture and it was very different to what a lot of people perceived as architecture. And so I guess um, the hospitality industry became my creative outlet for my architecture degree. And so, um, we, like I said, we fell into our own business. Um, and then a couple of years into our cafe, we, we bought a, an old rundown, um, I guess, auto electrician workshop. And I think at that point, we wanted to kind of showcase more of who we were. Um, our culture and a lot of family ingredients and family recipes that, you know, we grew up on. And one of them was my mum's kanafe. And so we experimented with a dish and we put it on a menu and, and people really enjoyed it, you know, and I guess we served it with a nice fresh mint, you know, with, with tea and we created the whole experience around it as well. And before we knew it, you know, the kanafe started getting a lot of attention, the boom of social media was on the rise and food bloggers would come in, newspapers who heard about this dessert and they'll do write-ups. So I guess the whole highlight of the restaurant became about this dessert, kanafe. And so people started calling up the restaurant. They go, we heard about your kanafe. You know, we'd like to come and have dinner and try it afterwards. Or some people would say, you know, do you do takeaway? And so the takeaway side of things escalated, um, escalated to a point where I guess it started putting pressure on the restaurant. And it was, it, was, it was a large restaurant, 180 seater restaurant, and we had lines out the door for this takeaway kanaf. And it got to a stage where I was getting into arguments with the chefs about it because, you know, as you know, opening and closing a combi oven, you'd lose a lot of heat. And we're using the oven for lots of other things as well. So I was kind of put in a position where I had to do something. I had to kind of alleviate, you know, the pressure off the restaurant with this dessert. And I knew that I didn't want to just do a normal Middle Eastern bakery. You know, we've been in the hospitality game for many years and um, I guess what I didn't, you know, mention to you earlier was, was through my architecture degree many years prior to this where I was inspired to do something with a shipping container um, back in the days and until now actually architects are transforming shipping containers into apartments for living. And it struck a chord with me. You know, I, I thought, wow, what an, what an incredible idea. And I thought, you know, I thought to myself, there's hundreds and thousands of shipping containers lying around the world and no one's doing anything with them. So many years passed and every time I'd see a shipping container on the back of a truck or at the docks or at a yard, I thought, you know what, I'm going to do something with a shipping container one day. And with him, Marat al and we fell into the restaurant game. And like I said, we had this problem at the restaurant with the demand of this kanafa. And I don't know what happened, but I think it was at that point my two worlds really collided and I said to myself, you know, that's what it's been all these years, kanafe and shipping container. And it made no sense because, you know, it was a totally out there idea and I thought, my God, like, is this going to even work? But, you know, I just I just started working on it. And we put together um, with my team, you know, a strong business plan and it, it started to take shape, you know, the more I'd work on it the more, you know, I could imagine this coming to life. I could see it as we're working on it. And 
it's the best way to describe it. It's it's an experience-driven concept, you know. And so when I bought this kind of this old shipping container, before I told my business partners who my brother and my sister, so I started shopping around for a container, bought it, came home, told the guys, hey, I bought this shipping container, and I showed them photos. I thought they'll be excited. They they thought, oh my god, you're crazy. They go, what have you done? I said, relax, we're going to turn into a bakery. When in general, they thought, oh my God, what do we know about bakeries? You know, our backgrounds, cafes and restaurants. I said, relax, we're going to, we're going to be baking kanafe. And they knew the problem I was having at the restaurant. And so um, it kind of made sense to them to kind of, you know, we need to do something, you know, with this special dish. And Qatar Khirala, you know, it's, it's been an incredible, you know, it's been an incredible journey. This was six years ago. It was, it was a side project for me, Fadi. You know, I, I never dreamed, you know, six years on would be able to travel the world and, and showcase, you know, the Palestinian culture and, you know, um, and our love of food and people. And, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of, you know, of our background, you know, of not just our food, but of who we are. And it's, it's the, that love for people, you know, and Kanaf is, there's, there's no better way to describe that than, then, you know, just doing simple things really well. And like I said, um, it's, it's been an amazing, amazing journey. Proud of your background, but you're also proud of your achievement because the story of coming about is, is fantastic. Um, so Amir, let's go to your background and you're from Lutz originally from Jerusalem. How how did your parents end up in in Australia? What's the story? We we've been incredibly blessed, Fadi, with more than we deserve. And um, to kind of give you a bit of a background story of, I guess, how we um, ended up in Australia, we've got a special guest here today. Um, the timing is perfect. I've got the uh, the amazing lady, my mum Nabila Ibrahim, um, the beautiful lady behind that can have a recipe to tell you how we ended up in Australia. Hi, Fadi. How are you, Habibi? Uh, we end up in Australia. My husband was born in Jerusalem, and his family evacuated in to Jordan in the 1948-50, around that time, and they they settled in Jordan. So his family settled in Jordan. We were evacuated in the 1948 from Palestine when everyone flew the country and left left Palestine behind and we be, we were working and studying in Jordan. I was born in Jordan myself, but, uh, we, I'm one of 11, 11 kids in the family and we lived all our life in Jordan until, until my, uh, my husband, he came for, he was, he already came to Australia, lived and worked for a few years in 1968. He came to Australia. And, uh, he lived with his brother and then his parents came. Then he came to Jordan himself for a holiday and we met. We met. We got married there and we came straight away to Australia, back to Australia in 1972. And that's how we end up in Australia. What a wonderful surprise. Ibrahim Nabira, thank you. Amir, thank you for the surprise. So I have a question for. Nabila, you, you were born in Jordan to Palestinian parents who fled Palestine. 
your husband's family is the same story. And now you have Amir and the whole crew doing great stuff with Palestinian food. How does it feel? You must be really, really proud of what they're doing. And it's your food. It's your knafa. You're right, Fadi Habibi. I'm so proud about the boys, how they're doing. You know? I'm really proud, but I'm not surprised, really, from what, I, what they achieved because we brought them up this way. We actually, my husband can raise the Jamia Palestinian in the in the olden days. When we came to Australia, we were very, pretty active towards the Palestinian to bring up the name of the Palestinian, to to be out and about, whether parties, whether food, whether uh, muzaharat, whether uh, and the boys was they were always with us. We brought we really insert all this in them. So I'm not really surprised that they're taking the Palestinian food somewhere and direct food. We are, we are working on it from day one. So, and I fed them that way. I brought them that way. We just, we just want Palestinian family. We just, we, we love our tradition. We love our culture. So we embraced all these to, for our family as well. So I'm really, I'm really proud of them. And uh, the Knafe is doing so well. Thank God for that. And uh, yeah. You know what, Fadi, I'm going to jump in. You know, it's true when they say, you know, you become a product of your environment. And as my mom mentioned, we grew up, you know, my father was very involved in, you know, I guess the Palestinian politics when he came to Australia to keep that, I guess, to keep the culture alive, to keep the tradition alive. And for us as young kids, we never really understood it um we were surrounded by it it wasn't until our later years and Allah my father passed away in 2001 where we kind of you know it's amazing how history kind of repeats itself and we kind of started following in our father's footsteps not so much with the politics but we kind of used um i guess hospitality as a way to connect with people and um like I said, you know, we would never dream of, you know, I guess, you know, touring the world, you know, showcasing, you know, the Palestinian culture um, and food and the music and everything that it embodies. But, you know, sometimes, you know, things find you. Allah Yerahmah. They are, your parents brought you up in a fantastic manner, which is, to be successful in whatever you do, whatever you've trained professionally to do, but also to keep that link to Flastin. And, and that really comes across when you're doing your Knafa, uh, setups. Um, it, it's how much you're enjoying it. I mean, it must be terribly fun. It's hard work, definitely, but it must be terribly fun to be able to communicate the whole identity of Palestine in some music, a plate of knafa and a hafla. That link to Palestine, Fadi, is is the foundation of everything we do. And it's not so much a link to Palestine, it's, it's who we are. And like I said, you know, there's no better way to connect with people, you know, in any culture, any religion, any background, any tradition, through through food and music and if you just look at what we do right it's we just do the one product so just give you an idea we only do one dessert no sizes no variations 
but we do it with so much love and passion. And it's about creating experiences for people. And those experiences are translated through, I guess, our values, you know. Um, so our team is made up from all different boys, from all different backgrounds and all different religions, yet we come together as one team and as a family. And it's done with such, you know, love and integrity. And, you know, if you really care for what you do, you'll get the results, you know, one way or another. But you definitely got to have a passion for what you do. And in terms of fun, wow, you know, for the last six years, <laughs> what can I say? We've we've been incredibly blessed, you know, to tour the world. We, we've now launched Kanafa in Sydney, Melbourne, New York, um, the Middle East. Um, we did a tour in Lebanon. And now we're um, our next step is, is doing some work in Abu Dhabi. But the dream is um, to do something amazing, amazing Bilafalastin. And God willing, you know, when that time comes, that will be kind of something to remember. And that, that really is, is the legacy. And this is how we keep Palestine alive, is through, is through our work. Everyone uses different means, you know, and always, to be honest, I always tell people, imagine a world if we all use the gifts that God gave us. And for me, I look at God's blessed me with, you know, the ability to, to, to love people. You know, and to bring joy to people's life, and I use th- I use food and architecture to do that, and um, and it's translated through our work in lots of different ways around the globe. The love of people, it's very very much hospitality and caring for people and wanting to share all of these blessings, which is fantastic. I, I feel from when I see your work that all of you are totally, totally into the moment. It's, it's as if time has stopped and you're just giving people that great experience of food, of culture, of identity, of pleasure in, in one go. But this doesn't come easy. What was the most difficult moment you, you experienced with Knafa Bakery? You know, hospitality is, is, is not a career. Um, it's who we are, actually. You know, it's, it's, it's the way we're raised. It's the way our, our parents brought us up. Um, and it's kind of the way you embody you know, the, the culture as a whole. And so we've been incredibly blessed to take that love of hospitality and tradition and showcase that through, through our work. So it's not done, it's not forced, you know. So what we do at home is the same as what we do at Kanafi Bakery. And it's, it's welcoming people into your home, you know, with, with all your love and honesty. And I really believe if you do that in Kul al you know, people will connect with you. You know, I think a lot of people make the mistake of how do we commercialize something where everything that we try to create, we want it to be real and authentic. And if we can achieve that and bring joy to people's lives, I really believe it can be a successful business, but it doesn't work the other way around. You know, you really got to work on being true to what you do. And, and people are not silly. People can see through that. 
you know. And so, like I said, you know, we've been incredibly blessed. You know, we've been touring and baking for six years just with one product. And alhamdulillah, we've been incredibly, incredibly blessed. But yeah, it comes with a series of challenges, you know, like running any other business. And Knaf is very different to a lot of other business world well because it's a mobile business. So just to give you an idea, we, we bake from Thursday to Sunday, generally in a different location every two weeks. So that we've done hundreds of locations, if not over a thousand, you know, over the last six years, you know. And so um, imagine moving a whole restaurant every two weeks. You've got, you know, the challenges of logistics and deliveries because everything's made fresh on site. Just to give you an idea, um, all our deliveries come to site and we, we work from raw ingredients and we're baking the kanafi fresh, you know, in front of our guests. So it's not as if you come and a kanafi is ready to go. It's made fresh in front of you. So food theater. So, you know, creating a business model that not only is moving every two weeks, but making a fresh product for a big volume of people. And so it's managing the timing and logistics, um, the execution of the product, the consistency of the product, um, and having that high, you know, standard of quality balanced with experience. And like I said, you know, we're known for, for our experiences. And so kind of being on the edge of the curve, keeping people interested, you know, creating that element of where are they going to be next? What are they going to do? Who are they going to be collaborating with next? You know, so I guess keeping people interested and, um, you know, on the edge of where we're going to be and what we're going to do um, is for me is, is the driving force. Um, I, for me, I don't look at it as, as a challenge, but um, I look at it as an opportunity to, to better what we do, you know, and I think that's what's kept us apart from any other business. Is that, um, you know, it's, it's so innovative in its own right. And, you know, like I said, we've been blessed with an incredible team that everybody brings something amazing to the table. And like I said, Kanafe Bakery is, it's, it's, it's beyond, you know, my mum's beautiful recipe. It's beyond, it's beyond me. It's, it's a collection of, you know, um, all our amazing team that have come together because everyone's brought, you know, their own flair to it. You know, because we don't like to mold anybody. You know, um, when we bring somebody on board as part of the team and part of the family, you know, everyone brings in, you know, their own kind of, um, like I said, their own unique personality and charisma, and that's made who we are as well. So, um, alhamdulillah, like I said, it's it's been an incredible journey. I, I'm learn. I think I've I've learned more from my team than my team has learned from me. Mir, it's uh, the, the story of the team and growing with a team and, and each one bringing their, their own identity, their own charisma, their personality. It, it's a bit what people are about at the end. It's a bit what Palestine's about is the diversity. You mentioned earlier, um, that that there was no regards to people's origins and religion and and so forth. That's what I, what Palestine's all about, and I I think that's one of the things that is also like an underlying value which Knafa Bakery does portray is how diverse we are as a people, as a cuisine, as an identity. We're extremely diverse, and that's what makes it beautiful. 
Amir, I'm going to go back to Amir a bit. What's your favorite Palestinian dishes? When when you tell the wonderful, exceptional cook, Nabira, Mom, I want you to cook. What are the dishes that, that just take it home? You're absolutely right. It is about diversity. Um, we have this thing that we say amongst the bearded bakers, and it goes along the lines of, we all come from different places, but we all sit at the same table. And you know what? That's probably the, the greatest way to kind of um, represent, you know, who we are. Because, you know, it's not about um, shaping people. It's about embracing people, embracing their culture, um, their character, their values, um, their skill set. And so the problem is in, in, in the modern day workplace, people go and work for somebody and they're molded to a certain, I guess, criteria where I try to do the opposite. I want to showcase each and individual person and the, the beautiful gifts that they can bring. And like I said, that's helped shape Kanafe Bakery, the diversity in talent, you know. And so, you know, thank God, you know, like I said, it's given us the opportunity to kind of continue to share and travel the world doing what we do and loving what we do because we all come from these different places. And like I said, you know, me being Palestinian and being open to diversity has played, a, I guess, you know, um, a very important role, you know, in, in creating that, um, I guess, environment for that to exist. Um, so yeah, diversity definitely is, you know, a key player, I guess, in um, in the whole Kanafi Bakery model. Now, going on to my, my favorite Palestinian dish as well. Th- th- there's a couple, um, I guess, you know, for me, which I guess I, I call home, and definitely one of them is. Um, you know, my mum's musakhan, which is the sumac rubbed chicken, you know, rub, rubbed with obviously, you know, the sumac, but, and then covered with the onions and the khubes and then and baked. And, you know, it's got that beautiful, you know, layers of textures and flavors and the crunchiness of the bread and the soft bits. And so, yeah, you know, I can smell, you know, the sumac coming out of the oven now, you know, even though it's, my mum's not cooking that tonight. But um, definitely Musakhan is one of them. Um, my mom's known for her her matlube, and she gets really creative with matlube. She um, matlube samak, matlube pintinjan, um, and you know just the whole experience as well. About you know, I love you know flipping the tanjira, and you know seeing the the lahme kind of just fold over the ruz, and the smoke coming in the air. It's amazing. So yeah, Musakhan. Um, Ma'lube, um, kusa, can we say kusa mahshi and jaj mahshi? Wow, you know, a few of my, my favorites. My mouth's watering as I t- speak about this. So yeah, there's a, there's a few beautiful dishes, um, you know, that I, that I absolutely love and, you know, and, you know, give, give it that sense of home. Amir, thank you for having been with us. Um, thank you to your mother for having appeared on the show. It was a fantastic surprise. I wish you a lot of luck. And of course, I can't wait for the Knafe Bakery in Palestine 
we need to go on, each one of us in our different approaches, promoting Palestinian food and culture because it's fantastic and it's such a positive, enjoyable moment of getting everybody around a table, everybody around a concept, everybody around a dish, which is just exceptional. Thank you for what you're doing. There are no limits when it comes to food and we want to continue to push boundaries and, and, and to push ourselves really and to see, you know, where, where this journey really takes. And so, um, you know what, like I said, it, it's, we've been incredibly blessed to achieve what we've achieved so far. Um, we're embracing the culture. We're embracing, you know, the Palestinian heritage as well. And, you know what, combined with creativity and innovation and pushing those boundaries, I guess, um, only time will tell, you know, where, where this road will take us. But, um, what I can tell you is that, you know, we're loving every bit of it. We're, we're so proud to be Palestinian. We're so proud to kind of, um, keep, keep that name alive, you know, and it's, it's got, it means so much to us. So from the bottom of my heart, thanks for all your best wishes. Thank you for your love and your support. And thank you for what you do, you know, for continuing to share the Palestinian culture. You're very well respected around the world and everyone's always got amazing things to say about you. So I should be saying thank you to you. So thank you for having me on your show. Um, God willing, we see you, Bill Palestine, one day and we get to do some amazing things together. God bless you. God give you strength and can't wait to meet you in person one day. God bless. Bye for now. With love from Australia. Amir, thank you very much. I am looking forward uh, to see you in Palestine. Thank you, Kthir Amir. Really, you're making us proud.